Baylor basketball is in a slump in the check that the worst possible time to be in a slump, kind of. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That's Karen Stewart from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Three things are true. Three things are true. You got some sun? <clears throat> kind of looks like you got some sun. You know, you know, In fine. a good way. You know what? I'll change it. I'll change it. No, let's see which. Well, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you three three options here. <clears throat> Option number one: My intramural basketball team lost last night in the Elite Eight. We're not going to the Final Four. Let's see. Let's play this so. little game. This is two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Okay, now it's two truths and a lie. Okay, gotcha. yeah. Let's play it that gotcha. way. <clears throat> okay. The second the second option: I am mortally sunburned, like stage three sunburn. Call it. Tell my family I love them. It's great for the people listening. Yep. Number three, Baylor men's basketball is national championship caliber. Now, look, got three really tough options to pick from here for what is the lie. I, I, but I'm going to pass it over to you before I put the Twitter poll out and see what, what you think. This is this one I got to think through. You know, I'm looking at you now. It looks like you've gotten some sun, but not a debilitating sunburn here, I would say. I think that's going to turn into a nice tan in about 36 hours. Yeah. But then again, I can't see a team with such a you know lanky, athletic shooting wing like yourself losing before the Final Four. So also yes, I would say that is probably a lie. Uh, and Baylor men's basketball is national championship potential. So I'm going to say you won last night. Oh, <clears throat> it's tough because I am no longer playing intramural basketball for the rest of oh. my life. I am done. I'm out. I went to doctor, the doctor, Dr. Pepper, and he has told me- Was it me really? Have, yes. I had to Dr. Pepper. And he has told me I have 36 hours to live due to my sunburn at stage yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, meaning that- the Nice tan in the casket, though. The only lie, yeah, like 48 hours. No, nah, it's 72 hours. It's more, depending. Uh, the only and lie is that Baylor basketball is national championship caliber. Now, certainly subjective. Certainly subjective. So before I get into what I consider to be national championship caliber, I want to know your- Thoughts. If I just give you Cameron Stewart, basketball savant, is Baylor <laughs> yeah, basketball like national championship caliber? <clears throat> what do you say? I would say yes. Oh. I already said it on this podcast. I would say yes. You're still st you're sticking with yes. I am. But the key word is caliber. Like I'm not at this point after Tuesday night, I can't in good conscience put a hard-earned dime on this team to get to the Final Four, let alone yes. win the national championship. I, I won't do it. I value my money too much. I don't have enough of it. Uh, that said, yes, they have the caliber. And, I, and I've and i talked about this a few times in that <clears throat> going into the tournament, there's realistically four or five teams you would consider like that team could, could win a championship. This year, it might be like six or seven, honestly, uh, because – you know, the the top like three or four that people mention are all not Big 12 teams, and we know how good the Big 12 is. So, yes, yes, they do have the caliber. It is a one-game knockout tournament, and I think this team is more susceptible to a bad matchup than they've been in the last couple of years, which we talked about last week, right? Um, 
I think there are more matchup issues against this team than even last year. Definitely, of course, 2021 and, and 2020, which they didn't even get to play the tournament. So, yes, I think they absolutely have the caliber. They have the talent. They have the coach. They have a, they have the depth. Um, Do they? Do they have the depth? Yes, we keep throwing yes. that word around. Com- compared to the other teams, yes. But the problem is, is it hasn't come together, all of those things. So, like, yeah, so that's why I'm not betting on it. But uh-huh. um, to bring – well, Langston Love hasn't had the greatest stretch of two games here. Um, a two-way Both guy like Langston Love off the bench. Well, Thomas uh, had like Jonathan four Chama rebounds. Chachu off the bench. Um, a lot of the other teams can't do that. But, but I will concede, it has not come together yet. It has not come together. I was thinking – Last week when they were still hot, like this team hasn't played its best basketball yet. And now I'm like, I really hope they haven't played their best basketball yet. So I don't know. Caliber, yes. Are they going to? Probably not. Wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, okay. And they could, I, you know, that's the thing with Caliber, Drake, is I, I would be just as surprised with a round of 32 exit as I would be with a final four. Because of the matchup thing. Because of the matchup. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look. So, uh, so all it's a long way of saying yes. They have the team that can. Because I said it just a few days ago, they were just Davion Mitchell's defense away from being the 2021 team. But I don't think they will. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they will. I don't think they're a Final Four team. I I would be more shocked by a Final Four than a, a round of 32 exit at this point. The reason being the reason. Did you Bosley? That looks new. No, there's still nothing in the back, brother. All right. The reason I say this is I just I can, I can see it tomorrow. Baylor's in the Midwest or whatever it is. One of those regions playing in <laughs> Dayton. And they are going to play Providence in round two. Sure, they knocked off Colgate in round one, which is a tough matchup. They're going to get Providence in round two. A Big East team's going to bully them. Baylor's defense is not good enough. And they're going to get bounced in the round of 32. I think it's, it's too reasonable. They're going to have to get a good matchup at this point unless something clicks in the next couple of games before the Big 12 tournament. You don't, you don't want to be figuring things out in the Big 12 tournament. You don't. You, you want to have it all, especially Baylor, because they usually boycott that tournament, um, which is good. I I like <laughs> that strategy. Let me. I have a question for you. This is another. Yeah. One. Well, I was just gonna say before you get into that question. Yes. Because you brought up like you had talked about this before, like a Big East team. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear, because you don't have the Davion Mitchell thing, is there's gonna be a Mackay Mason game against them. One of those mid majors. Someone who's the conference player of the year is Colgate. 30 points, 32 points, just going to light them up. C.J. McCollum against Duke that one year, just going to light them up, and no one's going to guard him. No one's going to stop him. That's my biggest fear. Um, UNC anyway. Asheville. Yeah. I don't know about that. But... Insert here, Lehigh, maybe. That Lehigh's where... played well. Belmont. Asheville, Macy Oteague? Asheville is Macy Oteague, actually. Nice job. Good little. I bet Barbara's listening. Barbara hello. follows me on Twitter, so I'm a fan. Here's, here's the question I have for you, a million-dollar question. What do these teams have in common? I used to love playing this game with places. I think it was uh, Tweety Carter played uh, yeah. professional basketball. It's like 11 countries. Like, what do all these countries have in common? It's just Tweety Carter. Uh, th- these teams, what do they have in common? Connecticut, okay. Duke, Villanova, North Carolina, Villanova, Virginia, COVID-19, Baylor, and Kansas. What do they all have in common? Hmm. They're all in America. Yes. Um, Is that it? Is that what you fold? I'm going to say they've all won national championships this century. 
Since 2002, since 2002, here's what all these teams and every other team that's won a national championship since 02, here's what they have in common. When in your place, your March Madness bets right now, consider this, the top 40 team in offense and top 22 in defense, every one of them, they've been a top Mm. 40 team in offense and a top 22 team in defense. Six of those teams exist right now. Creighton, Kansas, Houston, Alabama, UConn, UCLA. Those are the six teams since two. Th- that is twenty years of data. And those top, are not. Those aren't all in a row. Top twenty-two as uh, since for the last twenty years in a row. Oh, the last you're tw- twenty in a row. Okay. The last twenty years in a row. There are six teams that fit the category of what has happened the last twenty years. As the team that's won it has been top twenty-two in Ken Palm in defense and top forty in offense. Baylor, the Bears are like ninetieth. Yeah, defense. And Ken Palm defense. defense. That is very far away from 22. That's not going to get back to 22, probably. It's it's not. So no. when I thought when I talked national championship caliber, there are six teams that fit that bill. And I, I go back to one thing that those teams I named have in common. They were all like they were all picked to win it. Like they were all right there in that category of teams. And people are like, like there were thousands of brackets. They're like, oh yeah, this team's gonna win. Who's the last national champion that we were like, shoot? Ah, uh, UConn. That team won a championship. Sure, I'll give you yeah. eight years ago. I'll give you eight years ago. Yeah, um, you, you kept Kevin. Yeah, not, none of the. Yeah, none of those won three years of... before. By the way, I mean, they're still not crazy. They did beat was completely it completely different? Yeah. Beat Kentucky, which is wild. Yeah, beat good Kentucky. for them. Yeah, no one outside of like those four or five. Um, like I said, you got four or five teams going into the tournament that you think can win it. Um, and usually, yeah, but, yeah of maybe those four maybe or five, one of those winning. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like outside of those four or five, I would have put all of those teams in in the four or five. Um, I mean, most of them are one seeds, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. Here I mean, is who can. Well, I mean, like here, here are the numbers. Who here are who here are the teams that could win national championships? I just read them, and I'll have to find them and read them again. But it is if you're going to put money on it right now, it is Houston, Kansas, Creighton, Alabama, UConn, and UCLA. I'm taking the money off Alabama. By the way, okay, <laughs> okay, taking the money off Alabama. Hey, put the gun I don't, down. Put, don't, <laughs> I don't think you have to come out. Don't think me. that guy's gonna play. He uh, can't. Can we like uh, one thirty, like thirty, like let's go on one thirty second Carl Malone. I promise it won't be long. One thirty second Carl Malone deal. The guy provided the gun, used in a murder. Uh, Are you there? Did you uh, freeze okay. up? He. All right. All he did was bring a loaded gun to a scene when his friend asked him and his friend ended up killing someone. I don't think it's look, we need the context here. Right. And and I I don't I don't want to go out on a limb on this. Like I don't want this to sound too libelous, but like what what did Nate Oates know before two days ago? Because I, I'll Bet he knows a little bit more than he's letting on, yeah. and which which would make those comments absolutely asinine. Just um, insane. So interesting. The Look, number one freshman in America. All we need, all we need, is the coach trying to make one of them look like a drug dealer, and <laughs> pay their players, and uh, we got some company. I bet you'll anyway. never bet you'll never guess who the leading scorer for Alabama was last night. Name starts the B and ends in Randon Miller, and he provided a mm. murder weapon mm. Mm. to someone in the last mm. month. <laughs> yeah, I narrowed it down there for you. Just insane. Hey, it just means more. 
It just means more. It just means more. That's crazy. I mean, this team, I mean, we're saying it. Like, they have a legitimate shot to win the national championship. And, uh, I mean, it's as crazy as, like, your best – like, think. let's put it in football terms. A lot of people know football. It would be like if your best defensive player, like your defensive captain, Hall of Fame caliber guy, just killed someone, like, the week of the Super Bowl in the year 2001. Well, he didn't kill them. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look, I'm just trying to put it in football terms. Oh, be like Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Malone. Name, pick your poison here. I, it's unbelievable to me, and it really is that this guy, and not like. Am I crazy, or is that story not as big like as it should? I mean, no, we yeah. are hearing we are hearing some more breaking things today, so I'll, I'll give it a new. He cycle played in the game. But this should they be were, like the number one story in the country right now. The AD came out and was like, "Yeah, Nate Oates said some stuff he shouldn't have." Oh, we're gonna let him play. We're gonna let the kids play. I guess, what? We'll let the federal. We'll let the government handle this one, and it's out of our hands. We're just gonna let the kid keep doing what he's doing. Oh, he provided a murder weapon. It's like your buddy calls. He's like, "Hey, man, I need a loaded gun. Where are you? Downtown, middle of a crowded street." All right, sweet. See you there in a sec. What? I got All it. Right. Got All right. Final. His NBA draft stock is Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil out of 10 right now, 100%. It just means more, man. It does. Uh, it just means more. Speaking he's of He's going to ask more. Sebastian Telfair for some advice. Or Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> the one who brought the gun in the locker room, Gilbert Arenas. Yeah. I think, so. I think Telfair brought it on the team plane. Oh, oh I think boy. So. Just in it, case. Just in case. FanDuel also just means more. It is the number one sports book in America, if you ask me. Number one in our hearts, number one at Locked On. It's the reason that I make some money. I love FanDuel and putting money on things like hockey and college basketball and Baylor against Texas on Saturday. I'll have some cash, some dough on. I wish you could bet on Sing. You know, you guys know Sing. Baylor Sing, Yeah, every spring, they uh, all university sings, I think is what they call it. If they had lines on who was going to win that, there are some tight races this year. Pi-Fi's great. AT Kayo's good. KOT is always KOT. Yeah. Do the same thing. Fi Kai does the same thing. I don't know. I would love lines. FanDuel's probably got them. And right now I can put $1,000 on Pi-Fi to win it. That's my horse. It's my favorite. Pi-Fi's going to win. Put $1,000 on it. If it doesn't hit, I got 1000 bucks back in free play. Bonus bets. It's, it's all back. There's spreads in the NBA. There's money lines in college basketball. There's the XFL. All of that. $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, the official betting sponsor of LockedOn and the NBA, two entities that are the exact same size and strength. Oh, all right. Uh, we I didn't I didn't preview us into in this next category. But, Cam, if Hockey? something... No, thankfully, no. If, if something's going to change, if there's going to be one piece for Baylor men's basketball that's going to change for them to become national championship caliber, because I, I I don't think they are right now. They're not. If I had to list 10 teams that have a reasonable shot at winning a national championship, I don't currently include Baylor in that 10. I hope clip that John Jacobs, somebody clip it, play it in the <laughs> locker room. I'll be the guy, I'll be the martyr, but I don't Thank think you. Thank you for your service. They're going to give me a ring if they win it anyway. Not, hey, you, the fans, like, oh, I couldn't win it. They're in my top 10. If they do, you get $0 and zero rings. You don't, I mean, we can be fair and reasonable about this, okay. objective to an extent. Uh, if something's got to change, no. what's, what's, what's got to change? Well, I mean, saying the defense is just too broad. Um, True. I would and agree. Scott did, and Scott did say, we, we gotta, we're going to change it. Just not be able to defense, whatever. And I'm like, Oof. 
boy, we're at the end of February right now. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of need to know where we're at here. Um, so I think, honestly, the simple one for simpletons like me, basketball savants, maybe I'm being too simple about it, but I'm like, why did we ditch the zone? Why did we ditch the zone? Okay. Baylor went to the zone. Um, I want to say the second half against West Virginia, definitely against Oklahoma state when they blew out Oklahoma state um, and rode that for like five straight games. They played it against Kansas played really well with it. And I don't know if maybe it was like, Hey, this is not something we can sustain and, and win in the tournament with. We got to go. We just got to get better at man to man or what, but they stopped and both both ends of the court, they haven't been the same. And I just think, I, I thought even Flo was playing better defense when they were in the zone. This is before uh, Chamuchachua came back. And force teams to beat you with the three. Um, it could happen, but you're likely a better three-point shooting team. So I, I would say, honestly, just try in the zone again. I know they weren't playing the best teams on their schedule when they were doing it, but I mean, they held Oklahoma State under 60 points. They made them shoot seven of 33 from three or whatever the hell it was. Um, I think that is going to be more effective making them chuck it from the cheap seats, as Shooter Flatch would say, uh, than what we saw Tuesday night, which is just layup after layup, man. Well, okay, I mean, that's well, been a problem all year. They've played man-to-man. That's been the problem. Let's hone Guards it a little bit into the paint. Let's hone yeah. it a little bit here. There was obviously an emphasis on stop Kansas State behind the arc. I mean, the yeah. Wildcats had an all-time terrible game, 19% from deep. But then it's like, okay, we're not going to let you make a single three, but anything else? Ah, gentlemen's game. All you. All you. There was a point in time, Brandon McKinnon brought this up the other day. He called me. There was a point in time where Kansas State was shooting like 65% from two in the second half, namely. Um, but just because, like, look, hey, you want to open lane? Sure. You want us to guard you down low? Ah. We could, probably shouldn't. Uh, if I've got to change something, you think, like, what happened to Flo? He, he was good. You think it was the zone? You think that's what it was? They changed out of a zone, and that's why Flo struggled so much? Well, I, I've said this before. I just I don't think he had the safety blanket he's had in the past. So I don't know that anything changed more than we just saw um, Flo having to take on more responsibility. Um, and maybe a little bit more than than he could defensively, uh, and but yes, it gets more exposed when they play a man to man. Yeah, I, I <clears throat> you think Mike Leach would lock Flo Famba in a dark closet? <laughs> I too I wouldn't, soon. Wouldn't advocate for it. Too soon. Legend. Legendary. For Mike moment, Leach is firing, too. not his dad. There's yeah, there's no. one person who doesn't like Mike Leach, and it's that guy. Only the, dude ever, Craig James. Yeah. I I I told you about my intramural basketball team. And I, I've never once in this podcast compared any of my athletic ability to anything else that Baylor does. I can tell you this. I'm not good at rebounding. I'm not. I would rather play outside. I'd rather play on the wing. Perimeter guy. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, I'm tall for the guys that are playing intramural basketball. I can get away with that. But I was asked in last night's game, one of the reasons we lost probably, to go rebound. You know what I did? I stood beside the basket, under the basket. I boxed out like I was supposed to. I had three rebounds in the first three minutes. And it dawned on me. This is easy because I am positioned by position under the basket. When the ball comes off the rim, it is just going into my hands. Like that that's 
you know, the ball comes off the rim and that's a rebound. If your whole role as a basketball player is to stand under or beside said basket, at this point, like it's an odds game. Like it's an odds game in 20 minutes. How do you only get two rebounds? Did any guards have more? Do you have it in uh, front of you? Yes. Yes. I, mean, I can tell you yes right? because he had one rebound against Kansas State. So, yes, certainly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. had 12, it's, five it's, offensive. It's, uh, it's it's not Jalen Bridges uh, and... had seven. Keontae George had three. LJ Cryer had three. Adam Flagler had three. LJ Flo Thamba, the starting center of the Baylor men's basketball team, had the fewest rebounds of any person who started the game for the Baylor men's basketball team. The fewest. The fewest. I, I got nothing for you now. He I had mean... the fewest of any starter <laughs> on both teams. And there he was is like... the center. He is the one closest to where they shoot the ball to. There was like one or two games where I was like, well, I watched a lot of flow and I didn't think he played that poorly. You know, the numbers weren't great. At some point, you got to grab some rebounds, man. I mean, at some point. So my thing, we don't have, you don't have to Mike Leach him. You don't have to Mike Leach this guy for the team to be national championship caliber. Something's got to click. It can be flow. It can still be flow. He can still be that guy. Again, I will say this till forever. Till forever. If he plays like he did on April 5th of 2021, this team is a top five team in America. If that's what you get every game from Flo Thamba, where he shuts down Drew Timmy, he's taking charges, he's rebounding. I love it. Okay. He score a ton. I, we don't I, need I, you to score a ton. I pose you this, because yeah. I was on that train. And, and it's still a great game. No, nothing to take away from what he did April 5th, 2020. He's got it in him April somewhere. Whatever. He was awesome. April awesome. But is he that guy for one game? Or is he the guy we've seen the other 130 games? Oh, 100% the other 30 game, 130 games. But he's got that guy in him. Where is it? Flow, that flow is better than Josh L. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Josh is still raw. Raw as but, heck, man. But gosh, at this point, give me Josh. The length, the athleticism. He's like a young Chom 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 defensively. Yes. But if he's just as bad but better at rebounding, why are we hanging on to Flo Thamba? Why is he in the starting lineup still? Is it for is it to save face? Is it because we're nice? Because he's always been there in the starting lineup. Do you think that's what it is? That's probably it. Yeah. No, I, I think that's I think that's probably it. I really. No, but I, you're not being sarcastic, are you? No. <laughs> when have I ever been? Actually, is uh, he the starting? I would... Is he the starting center because he's the best center on the team? I I would say. Probably yes, but that doesn't mean that he's playing well. Like, yeah, I think Scott starts him because he's a Hall of Fame coach and he thinks he's the best on the team. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that he's been playing well. He's still right. been playing poorly. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. I and they haven't they haven't gotten anything from the center position from Josh O. Um, Caleb Bloner doesn't play center, but you're getting nothing out of him. Um, you're getting very little defensively out of Chamuchachua. Again, understandable. Yes. Understandable. Free pass. Whatever. It's. I mean, it really is like a, a mulligan for this year for him. Uh, anything you get from him is gravy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're just – I mean, they're just not getting a lot of production out of center overall. True. So, yeah, he might be the best center on the team, but he's not playing well. Nope. Not playing well.
So and I agree. Be- you need something out of that position. You just you just have to. I mean, if something's going to click, if something's going to change, if they're going to be national championship caliber, which right now I don't believe they are, it, it needs to start to me inside. They can shoot. This team's good on offense. Yeah, and we've seen we've seen a team built like this win a national championship. Again, it's not the same caliber. Who? Um, which team? They're built the same offensively. Baylor Bears, twenty twenty one. Okay. Built the same offensively, right? We've seen we've seen an offensive but, team like this win a national yes, championship. Yes, we've never yes. we've never in the last twenty years we have not seen a defensive team like right. this win a national championship. Right. I'm saying they're built the same offensively and how they play um, as 2021, wow. but without that quality, I mean, you you got something out of your center that year. It was mostly defensively, and you had a monster defensively and on the rebounds playing right next to him, and that covered up a lot of things. Uh, it did last year a little bit as well with Sohan and Meyer, and it's just not it's just not covering covering his butt this year. Someone remarked to me, if Jeremy Sohan stayed, this team's a top five team. Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. His defense, his yeah, size, I mean, his effort, up, but yeah, that and he like I remember I talked to Ashley Hodge preseason. Obviously, you know preseason, nobody knew who this kid was. He didn't start. He didn't start for Baylor. It was a lottery pick. Didn't start a single like, game. Yeah. Yeah. He's like uh, 122nd best recruit in America. He, yeah, yeah he'll Nobody. get some minutes. We're all about Kendall Brown. He'll get some minutes. By the end of the year, they benched Kendall Brown in an overtime game. He got like 28 yeah, minutes nobody. in an overtime yeah. game. And Jeremy Sohan was the lottery pick. While Kendall, what are what is Kendall Brown up to right now? What is he doing? He's living speak? out, he's living out my dream, man. I've always wanted to be, well, he's not a vet, but like a 10-year NBA vet that doesn't even wear a uniform under his warmups and he just has towels all over him, like towels tucked in here, towels on his arms, and he's just holding back the bench uh-huh. or he's just getting the guys fired Kinda up. Like, that's he's like, chirping the people behind the bench. That 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 is the dream right there. You that's what Royce O'Neal was for a little bit. Yeah, Royce, yeah. Royce O'Neal spent but then he started playing a little bit. Like, all right, sure. Now Royce can play. Where'd you yeah. come from? I was like, Royce O'Neal is the old player now. He is old, but he just now is good again. He's a guy who, I mean, he might have started some games, but he was never like a nailed-on Sharpie starter at Baylor. And Royce? he's an NBA regular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is a regular. In the NBA. Like, all right, Royce. Harker Heights? Harker Heights. Is that right? Royce O'Neal, yeah. Harker Heights. Mm-hmm. Big gift true. Right. Big yeah. gift true. Well, look at you, Fran Frischilla. Nice. Look, I was here when Royce O'Neal played. I was saw him, a student. Did you student. see him get hurt? crazy. I did not. I was not 20 feet away from him when he got hurt. You were a student when Royce O'Neal played? So he's not yeah, that old. I think we overlapped one older. year. I thought he was yes. older than that. I did. 14, he's still probably 30. 15, 16, I think was his last year. Maybe 14, 15. Did I miss him? Maybe I did miss him. I, I would think I don't so. remember him in the new uniform. So maybe, I thought he was maybe 30. Maybe 14, 15 was his last year. He's pushing 30 then, uh, I think. Sorry, Royce. I didn't mean to. Didn't mean to associate. You think Royce you listens every day and he just waits? I think it's his first listen every day. He just knows that one day that name's going to come off. And when it does, he's ready. He's like, dude, he's like, I know they're not talking about Ish Wainwright or Terry Mastin or Manu Lacant or Rico Gathers. I know they're not talking about them because I'm out here getting buckets in the NBA. And it took day, what are we at, 300 here? To get to name drop him on the episode two ten today episode two ten episode two ten yeah days we you started day in like three twenty five yeah, yeah we're looking at March we're looking at a, a full year of locked on Baylor pretty soon Love that. I Love don't want to I don't want to put any this is the last thing I'll say we're gonna close 
That was very past pastoral. <laughs> I don't want to put any pressure or any, I don't want to say any malice. I'm not, the, the words are escaping me. I don't want to be mean. That's what I'm trying to say in a fancier way. The February numbers for Locked on Baylor. In the first 10 days, 10 days of the show in February, we had, I think it was 6,000 listeners, which is great, which is great. Um, we're, we're doing really well this month on spot on across podcast platform. And then I looked and my boss sent me a message like, here are the numbers from this February and last February. First 10 days of last February, Locked on Baylor had 56 listens. So, I honestly, I yeah, I don't mean to be mean either. I didn't know it existed. Right. I don't think a lot of people did, which is almost like tougher to do. It's like, it's, it's, it's not easy to build something from the ground up, like from scratch, but then you take something, you have to completely rebrand it as something else. Congrats to you, man. Congrats to you. Give yourself a round of applause. I can't. I'm holding the microphone. <laughs> 6,000 though. Drake is patting himself on the back here. You guys can't see it if you're listening, but oh Thanks, man. you guys. It's going to be a he good is, little bonus. Hopefully he's kissing himself on both cheeks. Right. Nice. Yeah. You can see it. I'm leaving the left, left big red hickeys all over my face. <laughs> Stage three. I um, have been offered the job to host Locked On Texas A&M. I think most people are probably breaking news if they've stopped listening to the episode. I haven't been offered the job. I shouldn't say that. Breaking news. The job is. Open, I have it cut. And we could. We that we, we're in discussions. We're in discussions. So Scott Ben Cali, if you're listening, wow. he's going to hear that. I know. Others may have stopped listening to this point, but what if that happens? What if I have to change? What if I have to you know start from scratch? A weird hour of your day. Actually. Can't host both. Doing two half hours. Yeah, you could. Can you? You don't sleep, so yeah, I think you got time. True. I could host Locked On TCU. Drake really does not sleep. You're a big fan. I can't ever tweet anything mean about TCU or the the one one of the eight pictures pops up. Yeah, from one of those accounts. Can't do it, man. Deservedly so too. It's like uh, I I got in not it wasn't a tiff or anything, but um, TCU fans are calling out. Uh, I've seen a couple of them. Baylor for the Foster Pavilion being 7,800, 7,700, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. Which, first off, I, I just think that's so stupid from both sides because there are Baylor fans who still hate that we're reducing capacity. Good people on both sides, by the way. Can't Bad sell people. the Ferrell Center ever. Bad um, people on both sides. But I'm just like, does any, like, are we really getting in a pissing contest about how big a stadium is? Like, does anyone actually care about that? Um, and. They're making, they're like saying how stupid and ricky dink it is, and it literally is going to seat more than Skalmeyer. Yeah, the arena sucks. I don't know. Somewhere Clip this 8,500 number is coming about. Everything I've seen online, including TC's website, which is the first one I went to, says 6,800. So, <laughs> again, fill it. who cares? Who cares? Consistently also, rated. Your guys are wrong. Easiest place to play in the Big 12. Speaking of easy, it's easy to make this your first listen every single day. I'm Drake Toll. That's Cameron Stewart. This has been Locked On. Come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about more sports. Baylor plays Texas on Saturday. Please go to the game. Baylor.